solid. Okay. All right. Third time's the charm. Let's fucking do. Let's do this. Let's get the let look. Let's get this fucking paper. Let's Shake get this it off. fucking dough. Let's deep fry ourselves in some oil and get nice and crispy, baby. Dude, my brain's half deep fried right now. <laughs> I'm ready. What's up, buds? Welcome to another episode of the Earbuds Podcast. This is a podcast where two friends talk about one album for 200 years. I so, am. We're, we'll get there. <laughs> one we'll day get we're going to have the 200 year long live stream. If our if we ever get make it to ten years, our ten year like reward show or reward show, fucking <laughs> Freudian like slip anniversary show award show. No, like we <laughs> did the award show last year for like our favorite stuff and our least favorite stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't checked that out, go listen to that. But it was like two and a half hours long because it just went <laughs> forever. I'm like, if we make it to ten years and we do an award show, uh, that's it'll we, we can make it to two hundred years maybe. I think so. At least. Uh, I, as always, am Brett uh, digging in the kick Hanrahan. He is. Joined, as, joined with me, as always, is Lucas uh, fucking heavy summer sunshine Indrakovs. <laughs> That's funny. I was going to go with forever heavy Indrakovs. <laughs> yeah. And you are the reason we've listened to this album today. This album is called Dandelion Gum. By Black yes. Moth Super Rainbow, a yes. project I'd never heard about until you brought it to my attention. What is this? <laughs> this is uh, Dan- uh, Dandelion Gum is the third record for the band Black Moth Super Rainbow, and I think they're from Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I think Pittsburgh. They met as students, and they- it's it's mostly one guy. Uh, his name is Thomas Feck. It's like kind of his like solo project that he's created. He also has another project called Tobacco. I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard of Tobacco. They're I don't have you heard them? No, I saw them around when I was looking up okay. Black Moth stuff. Okay, yeah, Tobacco is Black Moth on uh, really fucking cheap heroin. It's just really gritty and even fuzzier than this, oh, and okay. way more like way less melodic. Right. Than this, but basically, Black Moth Super Rainbow is like a psychedelic pop band, is the way I would put it. Very electronic, super a lot of indie sensibilities. You yeah. know, like you could you could probably put them in similar categories like MGMT or Animal Collective in terms of like how, how experimental and kind of out there their sound can be. But really, at the end of the day, it's basically pop music. Yeah, it's accessible. It's not gonna like. It it might not. Is it accessible? Is this accessible? Because I mean, this is a pretty hard. I feel like this is a, a pretty harsh album for what it is. There are definitely some harsh moments. The uh, listening to the entire album might be a little tiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little too long. It it might be a little too long, and yeah, you know, it has this production that's this grainy, fuzzy thing the whole time, and yes. that might get on you for if you're listening too long but yeah you know it's it's not like i would show my mom any of these songs and she would look (laughs) at me like a freak (laughs) you you don't think she would just listen to this and just think it's like computer noise like it sounds like a fax machine half the time (laughs) it does like a analog fax machine i'm listening to sun lips right now and that's the exact synth setting they had for that one 
Yeah, dude. It's a. I mean, a lot. So a lot of the record is a lot of analog electronic like synthesizer and uh, a lot of vocoder and like Rhodes pianos and Novatrons like as yeah. electronic and as affected yeah. as you can get before even production and mixing gets put into the picture is like what I hear from Black Moth Super Rainbow it's it's very psychedelic but there's a lot of weird um, sore thumb folk elements to it that at, at times throughout the record there have been the the layout of this record musically is basically a hundred synths, like you said. Mm. Uh, usually acoustic drums and sometimes an acoustic guitar, <laughs> which, which is the weirdest part. It sounds like it's straight out of paper mache dream balloon. Yes, yes, like, it, it it's literally the same mixing um, and production on it. Yeah, the second song on the record, jumping in my mouth. It sounded like a song that would be off that album to me. Yeah, I totally I totally agree. Uh, I thought the same thing, and it's it caught me off guard because with the opener, Forever Heavy, is the super moody yeah. kind of like hyper manic weird. It's so – I love Forever Heavy so much, but then once Jump Into My Mouth starts going, it's like weird hearing an acoustic instrument after three and a half or four minutes of this just – wall of synthesizers coming it, at you. Yeah, I wrote down non-stop. it sounds it sounds like a synth you would get from a broken PS2. <laughs> yes. And that's what the forever yeah. heavy like main synth sounds like to me. It's grainy, it's a little choppy. And then that one during the chorus that yeah, like is yeah. really high. Oh man, that's <laughs> that's honestly the song that made me want to bring this record to the podcast like it was this song that that really like i think is black Moth super rainbow at their best is forever heavy the opening track what we'll get into it later it's an honorable mention it's not one of my choices okay um but yeah man i you know i think if you put this album around your mom i think she would she would think that you're turning into like a cyber goth (laughs) maybe i did she'd be cyber goth and i just don't know yeah you know i mean yeah i mean you you probably are because you're so into like anime and japanese culture and stuff that it's you know you're kind of going to be a cyber goth through that type of media anyway it's going to happen naturally i'm going to like ghost in the shell basically yes i know you have your matrix leather trench coat tucked away back there in your closet there's my shadow figure right over there which is kind of Whatever. Yeah, see, there's some goofy hair going on. I, 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 yeah, I see it all happening. So your mom might already know. <laughs> she might already see <laughs> the storm. Your, you and my coming. mom already know kind of where I'm going with my life and my fashion. Yeah. Well, dude, I kind of wish that I had known this band whenever that record came out because of the they put out a a two uh, disc LP, like a fucking actual record, like a vinyl record. Yeah. And the first thousand copies included this like big gatefold inside with this and the pink vinyl that had like gold splashes on the vinyl yeah. and then a fucking bubblegum scratch and sniff cover dude I'm like ugh I would have loved to have that <laughs> there there have been I've seen a couple people opening scented albums which is I've a very specific it. genre MF Doom yes. had one for mm food oh nice okay what yeah. did it smell like um, well, it smelled like factory tar. 
but it was yeah. supposed to smell like uh like hot dog what was it supposed to smell like it was supposed to smell like an actual food but it had aged a little bit it would ever be appetizing though uh oh it had aged by the time y'all bought it by well i saw it on youtube it was a video on youtube i think it was nardwar actually gave it to earl sweatshirt or tyler the creator or something i'm not sure okay um but all that aside like this album, Dandelion Gum, is exactly how, like every single lyric on this album either has to do with summer or sunshine or yes. eternity. You know, it's weirdly hippy dippy. It's ex- like dream, yeah. Flower child stuff packaged in like the craziest fucking electronic it's- music ever. It's to a point that I thought this might be a concept album just because of how consistently they're saying like the same things but it's so Never psychedelic it's it's like I I couldn't possibly grasp what any of the lyrics mean <laughs> Yeah I I couldn't grasp what the lyrics were saying 99% yeah, of the time I I thought this was like an 80% instrumental album and then I look, there's, like, lyrics for just about every song. Yeah, Somehow. <laughs> yeah, because his vocals are so, so heavily affected. Yeah. Uh, I almost said heavily medicated. But <laughs> Probably. He's, maybe. And it, it's, it really is. His vocals are just another synthesizer instrument. Yeah. 99% of the time. Maybe 98% right. of the time. Like, obviously, I like this record a lot because I brought it to the podcast. And I'll admit... <laughs> That it has so much to do with just how spaced out it makes me feel when I'm, like, stoned beyond fucking belief listening to it. I mean, this is nothing if not a psychedelic record. It's yeah. It's entrancing. It's kind of... The songs get are, like, a bit repetitive in a way that you kind of get lost in it. It's super easy yeah. to get lost. I put that in my notes. Uh, that, like, I was trying to take notes for each song... And sometimes I would just like zone out and like, it's like, oh, it's been yeah. three songs and I haven't written anything. Yeah, there is a lot of droney kind of, like you said, repetitive elements in almost every song. Yeah. Even like talking about Forever Heavy, just to start with that one. It has, like you were talking about the synth in the beginning. It's like, boom, 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 And it's that almost the whole time. It Like, it's so psychedelic because it's so repetitive in a way and droning and it does like space you out, especially when you're high, but it's not nearly as enjoyable for me when I'm sober because I realized that the first minute to minute and 30 seconds of each track is all you're going to hear for the whole song. Right. Which is why it gets kind of drony and you kind of space out a little bit because like when you're maybe in the right mood or when you're fucking heavily medicated, uh, it is easier for you to kind of ignore how annoyingly repetitive it can be if you're not fucking, you know, on some sort of enhancer. <laughs> no, yeah. And yeah. I, I I also put in my notes that I thought it's, like, almost disrespectful to critically <laughs> analyze this album. Yeah. Just because it that's, like, the exact opposite of what I'm sure the creator wanted people to do with it they don't want you to like analyze the lyrics and speculate about the production or anything they just want you to chill and listen and 
even though there are a lot of repetitive elements within the songs, they're pretty short songs. No, none of them really go over three yeah. and a half minutes. Yeah, pretty much. There are like 16 songs, and it only comes out to 45 minutes or something like that. Right, which we said is a little long for what a cacophony of sound you're listening to for 45 minutes straight. Right. You know, so there are moments of levity in in the... Uh, is it levity that I'm looking for? Moments of, like, having a breather? Yes. Yeah, levity. I don't know if levity is, like, humor. I think humor. that's it. Okay. There are moments where you can breathe a little bit where the songs quiet down. And th- weirdly enough, those are my least favorite moments <laughs> on the track. <laughs> but it is, like, just such a cacophony of sound uh, that seems to be... That only really seems to do something for me when I am, like, high as shit. Uh, but I will say one thing I can really commend this as a, if we're talking about being a critic, because it is almost like it is almost disrespectful or like uh, it'd be so hard to critique this album. But one of the things I can say that it has going for it in spades is that I cannot this, none of this music feels stuck in any era or genre really to me. Yeah. It's, you know, the vague umbrella of psychedelic, I feel like, pretty much is a good enough title. And I don't think you got to get any more specific than that. And this it, album is 15 years old, and it does not feel yeah, like it is 15 years old. It's so weird to say that 2007 is that long ago. 15 fucking years ago. But it does, like, it. I don't think it's aged, really. No. You know, the per- it doesn't because sound of the production. Dated. I was I was I listened to this album first and I was like, Oh yeah, this is pretty good in two thousand seven I'm like, Oh what? I looked up the live videos and they're all from like two thousand eight and two thousand nine, they're all low grain right. and it was like, Oh these guys are not modern. This is kind of an old record. And yeah. I would believe you if you had told me this came out yesterday. Like if this was a new release, I it wouldn't sound out of place at all. I don't no, I don't think so either. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff on here that I haven't really heard on any other songs. Like, they have, like, a distorted shaker during one of the songs. <laughs> like, they even distorted the shaker. Yeah, uh, that was on um, fucking What's That Song with... Melt Me. Melt Me and yeah. the offbeat explosion that happens. Yeah, like with that like great of... bass line. It's so weird. Like it's not exactly that, but it's very dancey. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere and it's super, super catchy. But I mean, this is uh this whole album is just a fucking clinic on how to use synthesizers and vocoders. Yeah, man, and it's it's <laughs> like this is this should be a class. This should be like someone's dissertation in music school. Is this record? <laughs> well, because they have they have a lot of go tos. I think they love that electric pan flute or whatever it is dude i will never get tired of that i think it's a great sound ah, i love it a so cheap much acoustic guitar they love the long the long kind of slow build up chords yeah they love doing those but each song kind of has a different sound each song when i thought about them all individually kind of all gave me a slightly different image in my mind like um they live in the meadow gave me an image of an 8-bit forest for some reason Ooh, yeah uh, lollipops accord sounded like a jet set radio menu select song uh, dude me. had that 
<laughs> it had that horrible uh, synth, like grinding machine Ooh. synthesizer. Oh god, I couldn't, I couldn't take it, dude. <laughs> but it's like they, you mentioned they live in a meadow. Like that, that song has. I love all the synth work on that song, and it almost has like that cheesy '70s Muzak that plays. Like, have you ever seen like how it's made? The no. show. Oh man, it's such a quiet pretty fucking boring show and they'll show you how like aluminum siding is made or yeah yeah golf balls i mean i've seen it around i haven't watched yeah. too much the whole time it just has this kind of smooth 70s jazz with like really cheesy synthesizers and that's that kind of goes on so much on this record that it the synth can get to a point where i find it very cheesy and it sounds like it's being played by like a white guy in a sweater you know in the 70s <laughs> But it's just works so well with what they're doing, and it kind of adds to the playfulness of the record too. Where it can a lot of the stuff is like kind of grating and dark, and and uh, a lot of the music is just pretty intense because of how loud it is. Yeah. But then you have these playful that playful flute that plays all the time throughout the record, and then these kind of plucky acoustic guitars that kind of keep this light airy feel to some of the songs. And then you have stuff like uh, they live in a meadow that has this fucking discovery channel daytime tv show (laughs) you know score feel to it yeah i I think this record kind of runs the gamut of emotion for sure there's a lot of fun upbeat songs that are uh you know just happy and light and there are a couple heavier ones uh like caterpillar house which is a little bit more aggressive and yeah. um, Untitled Roadside Demo, which is just a soft, almost kind of ballady sounding. Like this is in the middle of the set where you bring the lights down and it's just the right. piano and the singer. That piano part has like this really mysterious vibe to it that I liked a lot. It felt like a, a desert, nighttime desert kind of song to me. Yeah, Untitled Roadside Demo gave me enough of a, of like... Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, you know? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, This whole whole album, it was like going through a psychedelic carnival to me. Each each (laughs) song just, like, took me to this weird place, and it's like, it has these weird, fun vibes, but it's also a little creepy... It's a little dark, yeah. You know, it's got like yeah. underlying tones of. This is such a carnival fucking album, dude. Yeah. I can't believe I, I didn't think that myself. Like, this does sound like you're going through, you know, like the fun house of mirrors in some of the songs, and then you're going through the fucking haunted forest. Yeah. And some other songs, and you know, there's a fucking creepy clown that keeps showing up every time you turn <laughs> around, you know, and yeah. And you just there's a, and the there's a certain runs away. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain sense of danger uh, to to a lot of the songs, even though they have this kind of beautiful orchestration going on the whole time. There is this weird underlying sense of dread on some of these songs, and that's why I feel like it's it could be kind of dark. Yeah. But man, I love this. Uh, I love this phrase or this quote that they said about the record. That's it's kind of a setup for the record, and oh. it says. Deep in the woods of western Pennsylvania, vocoders hum amongst the flowers and scents, <laughs> bubble under the leaf-strewn ground where flutes whistle in the wind and beats bounce to the soft drizzle of a warm, acid rain. 
As the sun peeks out from between the clouds, the organic oral concoction of Black Moth Super Rainbow starts to glisten above the trees. I feel like we need to put one of these songs under that fucking poetry. I know, right? I wish we could do that. Quit being dicks about fucking copyright shit. Honestly. We can put songs in our fucking episodes for once. Just let everyone enjoy stuff and don't give anyone money. Stop giving people money. Y'all, if you're listening to this or watching this, tell us, leave us a comment if you would like to hear some of the snippets of some of these songs on our episodes because we kind of have a way to do that, but it would just mean, it means so many other things that come along with it. So if you would like to hear some snippets of like maybe our choice nugs or something, it'd be good to know. Like, do you guys think that it would make the episodes better? Because I personally kind of think it would add a lot to it. And that whole thing it would be like a specific you'd have to go to a specific place to watch all the episodes unfortunately i don't know if we'd even be able to have video uh because we definitely couldn't put it on youtube we'd have to cut those parts out but we'd have edited versions on we'd have edited versions on youtube but the only place that you'd be able to even listen to our podcast would be spotify that's the one caveat which I don't know. I think a lot of people listen to podcasts on Spotify. I think that's the main podcast hosting site right now. Seems if, to be. It, just, hey, say in the comments if y'all are interested. So, or yeah. Not. Let us know, man, because we've been thinking about this for a long time. And I think just listening, especially with something like this record, just listening to us talk about it, it's just, it, you can't, it's so hard to describe this shit. And we've probably said the weirdest <laughs> phrases of any of our episodes so far because, like, we're having, it's so hard to describe this music. Uh, well, let's keep going, man. If, do you have anything else to say before we get into choice snugs? No, man. I'm fucking. I'm ready to move on. I think. I think we get into it because it's there's <laughs> there's already one song. Uh, that's my choicey that you've you've talked about. That I've talked about disliking. No, well, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, tell me what's your first choice nug. My first choice nug on the record. Well, I got some honorable mentions. Okay. Forever Heavy is probably one yeah. of your choices. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, Melt Me was a fun song. That's a great song. Uh, Untitled Roadside Demo was the closest, like, contender. But Interesting. My number one choicey is Lollipop's Accord, baby. Wow. Dude... <laughs> I'm finally, finally being able to peg you down right now. I literally, I knew you were going to like that song because of that horrible machine synthesizer. I think it, it's just such an iconic sound to me. It's almost familiar to me for some reason. Every time I ran back into this song, I had to do a double take. Like, where have I heard this before? But it just... Things a sample, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. It might just be... A machine that I worked with at the Amazon factory. Yeah, it's a, it does sound like you're, like a, a pulley, like... Like, uh, it's so grating. And you have that... What I, I do like the percussion a lot. Yeah, the it's kind of a more cool. active beat. I think it sounded... Yeah. Like I said before, it sounds like a Jet Set Radio. Maybe like a Sonic menu select song. <laughs> I could totally hear that. <laughs> and I just thought that was cool. There's a distorted gong. Uh, I yes. think near the end that I has th- that has this like really crazy cool sound to it. 
It's again distorted shaker, distorted gong. Like, what the fuck was Thomas Feck thinking? I don't know, man. But it was. It's just so. What makes you think to do this, and then makes you think that people are gonna want to listen to it? And it's just like he fucking he did it. He did it anyway. He he did it real hard. Uh, that's one of the shorter ones. It's like a minute and a it half. Is. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's really like a very loud minute and a half. Yeah. A lot going on. Right. But then it it goes into uh, they live in the meadow, which is a nice like. All right, let's kind of get a little prettier real quick. Yeah, they live in the meadow. Sounds like an underwater level of Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of. Or maybe like catchy. Do you ever play Echo the Dolphin? Um, no. Why do you think I would have done that? You have you heard of it? Yeah. Okay, I used to love that game. Really? Oh man, on Sega CD, that was like the main game I played on Sega CD. Oh my god. And uh, it had music kind of similar to that, kind of like, I mean, at least this is my fucking b- weed-addled brain that remembers music similar to, like, <laughs> this type of the, like, kind of creepy, but kind of, you know, fun, and, and it had this, a bit of a tremolo phaser thing going, so, because you were underwater the whole time, you know? And yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lollipop's Accord, I fucking called it. I knew it. Yep. Uh, yeah, well... I have you know, some of my uh, honorable mentions. There aren't honestly aren't a lot. Like there aren't a lot of songs that like stood out to me on this record that I thought, oh, I really really like this one. Sure. You know, so yeah, it was it was a little few and far between. But they live in the meadow. Um, definitely one of one of my choice or one of my uh, honorable mentions on the record. Love that cheesy seventies synth that's going on the whole time. I really liked Drippy Eye a lot. Yeah, Drippy Eye had an interesting sound to it. The bass line in that, because the bass is very like front and center in that, it kind of reminded me of that song by Radiohead, the National Anthem. Yeah, off like Kid A. I think it's Kid A, I think right? it's Kid A. Dude, the there's some, that. there was a very like National Anthem-y vibe on that. And the synth part like throughout the verses is very catchy, but it's so, so simple. Like It can be kind of embarrassingly simple at times, but it's still pretty good. And I almost didn't even want to make... Uh, Wall of Gum, an honorable mention, but I love it so much. <laughs> I thought it had a cool like vocal riff on that one. It did, yeah. The synth vocal part that plays the whole time is really cool. Yeah. And it almost was a choice nug, but I, I couldn't bring myself to do it because of how short it is. It's a minute. It's like less than a minute. Yeah, it's like 52 seconds or something. I'm like, <laughs> this can't be a choice nug, but I do It's a I do enjoy those 52 seconds. It's like it's like having sex with me. Like It's 52 sure. seconds, but it's super it's enjoyable. It's going to be super cool. You will like it. For however long it lasts. For for however long it lasts. Stop. Don't count. (laughs) Uh, Get that timer away. Stop counting. Yeah. Uh, Stopwatches, like, really get in my head. Like, it'll just ruin the moment. (laughs) But, I mean, the reason I brought this record uh, was my first and biggest choice now on the album, which is Forever Heavy. Forever Heavy. I think it's a great way to intro the album, man. Yeah, for sure. I. I think it has the most uh, depth to it of any song. I think so as well. It's got a couple. It has a couple different parts. It's got yeah. this kind of consistent first chorus, first chorus thing with the vocals and the instruments a little bit, which mm-hmm. isn't present on a lot of songs. Dude, it, yeah, it's true. And this one at least takes like two minutes for you to hear every part. 
yeah. <laughs> before it just repeats. <laughs> but yeah, I love like the first the, all the all the vocal parts are so fun to sing along to that like during the verses the dun 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 yeah and then they go like da 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 da. You know, and he's saying words, but you can't discern them at it all. It doesn't matter, really. But the yeah, the vocoder uh, vocals on the whole song is just so fucking cool sounding, and I love the mid tempo. Just kind of like it's going just a little too slow. Yeah, it's kind of. I love like, it. If you tried to walk to the beat, it would be uncomfortable because you're trying to <laughs> you're trying to walk a little quicker. It's got a lot of English on it. It's got you a little bit I mean? of English. It's got a little swing on it. Yeah, it's got a little swang to it. But man, that high pitched fuzzy synth during the chorus that that goes super high and like yeah, comes down. Yeah. Oh. And the harpsichord stuff going on. <laughs> like this is amazing when you're high with like studio headphones on. There's like four or five different synths going on near the end. And it's just this yeah wondrous cacophony going on and and it makes jump into my mouth so jarring because all of a sudden this like huge wall of sound ends and it's like an acoustic guitar playing you're like what the fuck is <laughs> like on? let's switch the vibe completely real quick yeah yeah for sure so yeah easy choice nug for me man <laughs> well let me tell you about my second choice nug which is track nine the afternoon turns pink interesting that didn't even make it on my honorable mensch. You know, I, I didn't think much of it at first, but the more I listened to it, the more I really got into that, like, wood flute. It's got, like, a catchy uh, riff to it. Yeah. Um, It's got, like, record, you know, like, when you play a record, the kind of ch- of the yeah. needle. It's got that in the song, I think. I... I, I think a lot of that is coming from the drums, too. Like, the drums are slightly affected. Yeah, it could be. I mean, who knows what it could be. But I just I just really liked the kind of atmosphere that song had. And the tambourine comes in, the vocals. Yeah. It was just this I don't think nice... I'll ever get tired of that flute, man. No, it, it was just kind of like... I've been listening for a while. For, like, a year now. I've been trying to listen to the, all the gizzard records and the most recent Mm. one of the most recent ones was paper mache dream balloon and there were just a good couple songs on here reminded me of that and um you know if they were allowed to use synths on that record (laughs) right yeah i I think everything on paper mache is like pretty organic i think it's all acoustic i think it's all acoustic too but Yeah. yeah this is like probably maybe this inspired that kind of sound a little bit or maybe this was just yeah. definitely inspired by folk and old like stuff you'd hear at a ren fair <laughs> yeah i think that's where it it is pulling from like both bands are pulling from that stuff like it'll honestly it'll always that synth sound or that that flute uh sound will always remind me of like 60s and 70s horror movies that's weird it's, yeah it's it's this kind of a sound that I just for some reason associate with old old horror movies and it and it reminds me of uh, that one song on the Night Creeper album that we talked about the Uncle Acid yeah album that's I think it's called Yellow Moon but it just it's just a minute and a half or two minutes of that really awesome old analog synthesizer flute or like maybe maybe it's a clarinet I don't know what I, it is I think that might have been my choice on that 
on that record. One of my it choices. might have been, yeah. It might. Have, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was my uh, second choice. Nice. nice. I danced around with my second one, man. It, it kind of, you know, it could have been Drippy Eye. It easily could have been Wall of Gum. Mm. Uh, but it ended up being Melt Me. Melt Me. All right. Yeah. I, I think it's easy to see why. It's like yeah. kind of an upbeat, super catchy. But the whole time I was listening to this song, I could only think of Then the Morning Comes by Smash Mouth. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I totally hear it now. And then the morning comes. Yeah, in the part where he's like, tell everybody you're gonna do it again. <laughs> dude, that's one of the records that Michael said he wanted to do with us. Really? Fushu Mang by, oh by Smash God. Mouth, which I fucking love that album, so I will totally get into that. Gotta get but, that dude, Melt Me up. has... what The only thing I could think of when I was listening to Melt Me was Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it, it does definitely have the kind of vibe of a break-in or, you know. A yeah, it has like a heist, a heist yeah. kind of feel. And that Distorted Shaker, I don't think I've heard a Distorted Shaker on any song before. Yeah. And that super fuzzy over Distorted Chorus part, that boil, 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 that's yeah. like really loud and trebly. It's like, man, and that bass part, so fucking fun, dude. And the verses are super catchy. The la da dee la da dee da 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 ba 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 ding ka ding ding ka ding 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 ka ding ding ka ding ding like that's it doesn't sound like it belongs on this record. And then like a minute and a half or two minutes or something in, it it like kind of lowers down and then it explodes into like the last part of the music, but it's an offbeat kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like hyper distorted. Yeah, but then I grew to like look forward to that part. <laughs> right? It is it's it's kind of like I said it has this uneasy feeling throughout the whole record. Yeah. And uh but it's something that I can I can just vibe out to it really well, man. So let's let's get into the ratings, dude. What what are you going to rate this weird ass record? You know, this was a cool record, man. I'm I'm glad you brought it on. It's like I'm not usually into just the psychedelic side of stuff just to be yeah. psychedelic. You know, it's got to have like a tinge of rock. It's got to be like a low King Gizzard or it's got to be a little more active or punky or something like that. But yeah, this record, I think, had enough going for it, enough interesting parts with uh, repetitive sections that I didn't get annoyed by that I enjoyed it more than... I would enjoy other psych records. Uh, Interesting. But it was also That's awesome, dude. Also kind of hard to latch on to any one song. Like as you For said, sure. choosing a choice nug was kind of kind of kind of rough and it was kind of more of a gut feeling than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's not really a record you're supposed to listen to intent with intent, I don't think. <laughs> no, it definitely feels like something that an art student would have on while they're like painting. Yeah. Or, you know, sculpting something. Or you're just like fucking hanging out and smoking and it's like happening. You're like, huh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Like doing shrooms on someone's rooftop. Yeah, right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Great for that. Um, just a little psychedelic carnival. Um, 
And with all that being said, I think I'm going to give this one like a 6.8. Solid, dude. Yeah. Not bad for not bad for what it is, man. I, I think this is this could easily be a very divisive record. Like it's something that I'm sure a lot of people are just straight up going to hate that they don't see any value in it. Yeah. Um I think musicians at least if not just fans of a lot of different types of music can latch on to certain things on this record and really enjoy certain things and I think that's kind of where me and you are at. Yeah. Right. Like neither of us really gravitate towards this type of music, but I agree with you, man. It's a really fun record. Um, not something I would normally listen to. It's something I just kind of stumbled upon, and it just really blew me away the first time I listened to it. It's a weird psychedelic pop record. It can be dancey. It can be moody. It can be creepy. It can be kind of dangerous feeling sometimes, or like yeah. a, like we were saying, certain sense of, of dread while you're listening to it. But man, when I'm fucking heavily, heavily, heavily... <laughs> Involved with my vaporizers, and I'm listening to this record, which is like only 98 percent of your day. Like, yeah, there's a solid two percent of the day, which w- was one of the times that I listened to this album, and I didn't enjoy it nearly as much during that two percent. Yeah, but right. it's just it's a wall of sound. It's a conco- it's a cacophony of sound that I I just it really sticks with me, and I I love it to to a certain extent. I think it's just a fucking clinic on how to do music like this. Yeah. So, uh, and I I gotta say the fact that we can't age this or pinpoint this to any specific era of music I think is the most impressive part of this album to me. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's just because it seems like it was intentionally done with a lo-fi type of production that yeah. it it doesn't sound like it's from an era. It just sounds like the lo-fi was a decision made from a production standpoint. Right, and it just, they pulled it off, dude. I think, uh, you know, this whole album relies on the mixing, mastering, and production, and I gotta say, they fucking pulled it off. So, with that said, you know, my level of enjoyment on this, 1 to 10, I'm gonna say a 7.2. 7.2. I don't think that's bad. You know? It's not. I think for a whole record, it could, you could put the record on shuffle, and I think it'll... Be, be fine for the most part. Yeah, for sure. You don't need to listen to this in any specific order. I think there's definitely a handful of songs that I could do without on this album, sure. and it would probably be rated higher because of that. But if you think, like, you know, 7 out of 10, if anyone's rating your album, I would take that as a fucking win. So, <laughs> Especially if it's the earbuds. Especially if you're going to get that earbuds bump. you got to get here. that bump, baby. Hey, get bumped. Speaking of which, Jay, thank you all for listening. Thank this you so much. Fuck it episode. We got an Instagram. <laughs> it's EVP cast. Jean Luc Guitard. Brett Hanrahan. Blech. We got Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Fucking are aware, dude. Everywhere. Look at us on YouTube. We have videos. Every episode is a video now. So if you're listening to us, go fucking go find out what we look like. I bet it's exactly what you guys thought we would sound aside like. Or from, look like or... Maybe aside from that last one. But. Maybe aside from the last one. Maybe but, uh, someone had a little trouble with the audio with that one, and the <laughs> video was laggy, and it would take that. Not pointing fingers, but we'll, you know, we don't have to. There you go. You did it. It was me. Uh, but, buddies, let us know what y'all thought of this album. Do you guys love Black Moth Super Rainbow? I want to hear it. Brett wants to hear it. Give us a follow. Tell your friends about us. Uh, 
And we're going to be doing shorties all summer. We're going to be doing like first reaction videos all summer to new albums that came out that weekend. So look out for those. Let us know what albums are coming out soon that you guys would love us to do a shorty on because those are really fun. Those are fresh reactions. You know, we usually have a lot of time to sit with these albums. So that's a very honest and uh, unprepared reaction that you get from us during It'll that. be the easiest time to criticize us, I'd say. Yes. And as long as we're recommending records, um, let us know if you guys are in a band and you have an album that you want us to talk about or review. Let us know if you guys want to be on the show and we'll, you know, do a, have a little conversation and talk about your record. That's that's uh, sounds really fun to me, man. So It's a direction we, we might be trying to go, you know? Ever since Certainly, we got that Cloak Dagger pole we've yes. been high on our fucking horses yeah and it was really fun man it, it, it's uh we love breaking down music to the my the most like minute detail sometimes and it's really yeah. cool to hear straight from the source um decisions that were made and and how they did certain things and how they pulled certain things off and i think it's uh, i think it's always interesting to hear like the intentions behind records and how those intentions actually manifested you know, it yeah. change and stuff, and like, yeah, it's like hearing on the Cloak Jagger episode that Jason the singer had to leave like halfway through his recording session because his wife's appendix appendix burst. Yeah, and so and he had to like go and fly across the country, be with her for eight hours, and then fly back and do all the rest of his vocals, and he only did it to scratch guitar and drums. Yeah, and just there were so many cool revelations and things that we learned about Cloak Dagger and about Lost Art. So, guys, if you haven't listened to that episode, check that out. That's, like, our first interview that we've really done with a band, and yeah. it was uh, something that was very special to Brett. And, you know, it's our first interview, so the audio is not fucking perfect, but we will get better and we'll figure it out. But let us know if you guys want to be on the show, man. We are open to having you guys, uh, your band. We're open to just talking about your record. If you don't want to be on the show and you just want us to review it, super open to that. So hit us up on Instagram, send us a message. Uh, send us a message on YouTube. I think that's a thing. Now or just leave us a fucking comment. Probably just a comment. Yeah, yeah. Let us know, guys. Brett, what would you uh, what would you rate this episode? I'm gonna rate this episode a nice little fucking sixteen out of sixteen songs. Dang. Yeah. I'm gonna rate this uh, a glistening wooden flute in the middle of the forest out of ten. <laughs> and listen, guys, got a great album next week. Ooh. This this next album is one we both know. I feel like everybody knows this one, but still got to talk about it. It's Demon Days by Gorillaz. I'm texting yeah. Damon Auburn right now, seeing if he'd be interested to come on, maybe record Let's a couple see. songs from us. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll record a new intro for the show. Yeah, just like record a nice little intro, outro for us. I don't think that's a lot to ask, and I don't think that's ridiculous for us to think. No, and I don't think it's ridiculous to charge him for it either because he's got a lot right of i mean it's it's exposure i mean you, you know you're paying yeah. for the exposure he, he so. needs the bump yeah come on <laughs> who doesn't need a good earbuds bump wait like where's damon these days you know yeah huh? anyone hear from this guy <laughs> we're gonna resurrect this dude's career <laughs> on the earbuds <laughs> podcast <laughs> buddies thank you for listening uh yeah next episode demon days by gorillas go fucking give it a listen and then listen to us gab about it for uh, one to many minutes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for watching again. Bye, buddy. Salute. This is good. This was good. <laughs> <laughs>